0: Everybody and welcome to the fifth episode of the Todd Show. My name is Todd Mural, your host, and I'm so excited to set out on this podcast journey with all of you. You can catch new episodes on Wednesday mornings at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, and for playback anytime you like on your computer or smart device via our website at toddcastshow.com. We're still adding the show to directories, and soon you'll be able to tune in via your favorite podcast listening platform like iTunes, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Deezer, and others. So be sure to stay tuned for updates. Now let's get on with the show. Today uh, we have a guest. Her name is Anita. Anita, how are you today? I'm good. Awesome. And what part of the country are you in, Anita?
1: I live in Phoenix.
0: Oh yeah? hot down there
1: very hot phoenix Mm -hmm. and now it's getting humid because it's getting into august
0: monsoon season they call it right
1: we've we've had already this last week several um dust storms and rain storms thunderstorms they were beautiful
0: wow i'll bet they're a lot of fun to watch i know up here in the mountains i'm up in the mountains from you in arizona so it's a little different up here but i'll bet it's really pretty down there
1: well, it's like a holiday. I mean, it's like, you know, never rains in Phoenix.
0: <laughs>
1: so it's, it's everybody comes to the door and has to look out, and it's like, wow. <laughs>
0: but when that happens, it causes havoc on the freeways and roads everywhere, It absolutely
1: right? does, because there's no, you know, there's trouble with the drainage system when they built things because the rain is so seldom. Wow. And it will, you know, when you go up underneath a, an underpass, mm-hmm. an overpass, when you go underneath an an overpass, yeah, into an underpass, it can be flooded.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know what made me think of that? I just saw it on the news the other day because I know you guys have been getting hit with storms down there. we get yep. the, We get the leftovers from that, but we haven't had much action this season, really. Kind of a bummer. I like storms. I think they're really fun. Actually. Oh, I do too. <laughs> Have you always lived in Arizona?
1: Um, my family moved here in 1960.
0: Really? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. How did uh, so, that happen? Uh, Where'd you come from?
1: Um, my dad was in seminary. He's in New Orleans Baptist Seminary getting his degree in theology cool. and when he got through with that, we got he thought that God was calling him to Arizona and he we decided to move to Arizona with four children, no job waiting, no church waiting, no house waiting um, Wow Six people stayed with a friend of ours from back south um, I don't know how long until we got a house was they were able to rent a house and then um my dad i remember having five jobs at a time and we all started working after school and on the weekends i was 10 years old and i would come home from school and stuff envelopes really yep
0: and this was in in, In phoenix Uh
1: uh-huh
0: wow tell me more
1: I had, there were four of us, so everyone had their own job, like the the youngest just was the stamp. Wow,
0: that's amazing. So you guys worked as a team in your family to make make it work. On a
1: picnic table in the living room.
0: Hmm. What was that like? Well, what what do you remember from it most?
1: The $10 I got paid every week. (laughs) <laughs>
0: but that, that, that ten dollars was yours or was that a contribution yeah, to the family or
1: no I mean they got paid and they paid each kid
0: ah uh, I see
1: you know for working after school and on the weekends you
0: remember how much a gallon of gas was back then I know you weren't driving uh, 19
1: cents you
0: uh, wow I, when, I,
1: when I got to be driving I remember it being 19 cents a gallon I was I had penny loafers, I was in high school, and I put dimes instead of pennies, so in case we needed gas, I could put a gallon in.
0: That's so cool. Wow, how many, <laughs> yeah, those were the days, right?
1: Well, the 60s were amazing, you know, it was, ama- was an amazing time to grow up.
0: Oh, wow. With,
1: you know, with, I mean, with all the assassinations and the riots and mm-hmm. the... You know, the Vietnam War was going on and we, um, we walked, you know, against the war.
0: Awesome. We you were protested. an activist? You were an
1: activist? We, I helped start the New Times. Oh, really? Yeah. Have, do you have the New Times up there?
0: Uh, I've heard of it, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was started in 1969. Um, it's, as a, you know, an uh, alternative paper because of the death of the children at Kent State who oh. were protesting the Vietnam War. Do you remember that happening?
0: I don't. I'm 50 years old, and that's just a one step out of step, my way yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: But, um, but you're welcome the, to tell me that, about it. The National Guard came in because I uh, can't stay to kill them. I call them children because to me they are now. Um, and they were out protesting the Vietnam War and they wouldn't stop. And so the National Guard shot four of them.
0: Oh my God, really? And
1: killed them, yeah. And um, so the editor of the paper, the owner and editor of the paper decided it's time to. Let's get something. We got to do something. We have to stop this.
0: Wow, and that's how the New Times started? Yeah. Really? What was
1: now? It's a multi-million-dollar organization.
0: It sure is. What was the first issue of the New Times like? What was that like putting that out? I
1: I don't remember. Okay. I'm sure it was just. I call it a rag. Okay. It was probably like one page. Ah. You know, oh. and until we got a lot of advertisers, and and um, I really didn't do much, but be in in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not one of the in, initial owners, mm-hmm. but um, other people that I was living with were.
0: Mm-hmm. But you were helping. It was,
1: I was. I was more. I might edit something now and again, but. Um, I think I was only 19.
0: Cool. Wow. um, What was it like to be a teenager in the 60s?
1: We were crazy. How so? Well, we were smoking pot and drinking beer, and, you know, everyone was smoking and doing uh, hallucinogens, and um, it was was quite prevalent.
0: Wow, and you were in the middle of it?
1: I was Where? at ASU
0: Oh really? Yeah Wow, that's amazing
1: at ASU.
0: Were you doing that stuff with them or were you against it? How did you feel about it?
1: Well, I was smoking and mm-hmm. um, drinking beer mm-hmm. And um, I tried a hallucinogen one time mm-hmm. And it did absolutely nothing for me So I couldn't figure out why anybody was taking it really so yeah it was but it was just you know a strange time it was really everyone was angry because of the war and people getting drafted and you know um i ended up going to another college after that and my boyfriend was going to school there as well and he got drafted of out of school wow um get to go to the Vietnam War, and and luckily he came home. But you know, you never, he was, nobody was ever the same. I worked in a methadone clinic, and and um, I was a counselor for methadone maintenance um, clients, Mm -hmm. and uh, there were um, a modicum of Vietnam vets, and they were heroin addicts, and they became heroin addicts in Vietnam.
0: Really.
1: And this is probably in 80s. In the 80s? So, yeah.
0: Oh my
1: gosh. And so they've been late 70s, late 70s, early 80s. Okay. And um, they would come, get on methadone and, um, and I was their counselor and watched them pee in a bottle to check the drugs to make sure they weren't taking anything but methadone.
0: What happened a, if they were?
1: Well, they got their, uh, they had what, what we call, um, well, they had like, a, I can't think of the right word, it was like having, you earned the, like taking a take home. So you might, instead of having to come every day for your methadone, you might come in on Monday and take out three bottles and then come in Friday and take out enough of that day and the weekend. And so we would take away their privileges. Oh, I is see. the word I was trying to think of. Okay. And, and um, if they had a dirty urine and if they were on parole, you had to report it to their parole officer. <clears> and um, because... They signed a release for you to do so. They had to do it to get in the program. Mm -hmm. And um, so one time I had to report this girl, and he sent her back to prison. And boy, when she left, she says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you.
0: Oh, great.
1: (laughs) When I get out. Oh,
0: boy.
1: And I was really, it was uh, quite upsetting, you know, to have someone tell you that.
0: Yeah, it's, and, threatening. And
1: it's threatening. It's very threatening, and it was. A, and it, it, these were difficult jobs. They were they were difficult jobs. Working with ex-offenders and substance abusers, and it was we were we were crazy. We had to be. So, I mean, my thing was to just, you know, I never got hurt because I just agreed, and then I said, well, how do you make how does that make you feel? You know, so. And the other thing, my big thing was that I was a director of social services, so I helped them get jobs and I helped them get trainings. So I had a contract with a CETA program with mm-hmm. for four training slots, and and um, I helped them get into work experience programs and. Um, on the job training different. I, I went out what I, we called in the field and I found these employers that were ex-offenders and owned their own companies awesome and I would find I would go to the state and there was a thing where you got a tax break if you hired a certain type of person yep. and the ex-offenders fell into that category mhm so I would go and preach this to the state, you know, the employment office of the state, and then I'd look at, we would have microfiche instead of a computer. We had microfiche, mm-hmm. which is like looking at a film. Mm-hmm.
0: I've used and, this, believe it or internet. Have you? <laughs> in, college, <laughs> in college. In yeah. college. Oh, had, yeah.
1: Oh, wow.
0: In the 90s up in Northern California, yeah.
1: Well, we were totally without cell phones. We were out with, without computers. We did we did everything by the the skin of our teeth, by the yeah. you know. I mean, we couldn't call somebody when we were in trouble. And I mean, I went to this one. I had a job appointment for this one young man, and I went into the projects and knocked on his door. And this girl opens the door, and she's got a gun in her hand. Wow. And I. I backed up and I said, I'm just here for so-and-so, so So I have a job interview for him to go to. So she drops the gun gun in the chair, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that could have gone off. That scared me. But anyway, I gave her the information. And Instead of going back to work, I went home and I called work and I said, I just had a gun pulled by me and I'm not coming back
0: to work. (laughs) So... That was the last day at that job, or did you go back after that?
1: Oh, yeah. I loved that job.
0: Okay. I loved Uh, all of my jobs. I loved the clients. There's one thing I gotta know. How did you get from the new times to working with people in that capacity? Like, What led you to that place that you found your calling?
1: I was going to um, Grand Canyon College, which is now Grand Canyon University on a music scholarship oh really and yes I sing Oh. and um and one of the ladies that was the girlfriend of one of the teachers asked me if I needed a job for you know coming up after the summer because I had a summer job teaching swimming lessons at one of the Phoenix schools and um so I told her yeah, because she told me to go to this place, this the Phoenix Urban League. So I go to the Phoenix Urban League, and they hired me, and I got started with you know the helping hands, which were helping people get trainings, and mm-hmm. you know go going that you had to fit under a certain income to get into the program. So for cool. low, it was for low income. It was called CETA. Comprehensive Employment and Training Act. Awesome. And um, so we help people get a training or just some of them get a job right away if, but they just needed someone to refer them or someone to help them get it, you know, to yeah. tell them where it was. And so we did a lot of uh, job development and placement and um, we got food box. St. Mary's Food Bank had just opened up. For the first time, and now it's all over the country. Uh, and St. Mary's Food Bank was the original St. Mary's here in Phoenix. Yeah. And and it opened up about '72 or '73, and we started getting people food banks, food boxes, and I had two or three places where I could go and get food boxes, and and they wouldn't check with each other, and so I didn't feel bad about it, you know. I wanted mm-hmm. to get. You know, give me, and then, I, of course, I had the connection with the Baptist, so I went down to the Baptist food bank all the time. Awesome. and got. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh. It was a lot of it was, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, it's really frustrating. People say, what is your success rate? And I said, well, you know, it depends on how you measure success.
0: Yeah, somebody you ate know, today, I consider it a success, one person got, ate today, that's enough
1: One one so, person got on the bus today that has never gotten on the bus before and was scared yeah, to death yeah. You know, that's my success
0: Very cool And, so, um, go ahead No, no, I just wanted to make sure I'm on the right track here So, in your life you've been called to service Do you feel like, uh, it seems like you're a, a person that is of service to humanity
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think that God called me to do this. I have no doubt.
0: Right. and
1: um, and um, now that I'm retired, i I volunteered for a while after I retired, and I worked for this man that was ninety five years old and he was a World War II vet. He was a bomber pilot. Wow. and uh, and we had such we, he was a little guy because you had to be little to fit in these little cockpits. yeah and um but we went swimming every day i loved it we went swimming every day and then we'd get dressed and i'd take him to the vfw and we'd he'd have his couple beers and i'd have my water and lemon and right. and uh we'd have and we'd talk we'd talk about everything you know I he'd tell me the same same stories over and over and i just I love the story, so I say, tell me about the hot dogs, or yeah. tell me about the time you got you had to bail out over hungry you know, really? wow. <laughs> you know. So and I really enjoyed him, and I that lasted for two years, and then he got put into um, a memory home, if, you know, which is yeah. now called and it was a nursing home, but it was a nice one. Mm-hmm. So. um and, and now I just goof off and I help my neighbors, like this weekend and last weekend, my neighbors went out of town and I said, I seek over, I have keys to their house, I go over and feed their cat and check their mail and bring their garbage cans in and, and, you know, I do whatever I can to help the homeless when I see them and just, you know, if I have a dollar, it's theirs. Yeah. You know, I just do the best I can to try to help people get a foot, an inch forward.
0: Mm-hmm. So, tell me this: uh, you have an interesting perspective. May I ask your age?
1: I'm 72.
0: And in those years that you've lived, you've seen a lot of changes, right? I I've mean, seen a lot of changes. What stands out Sloan, the most? The phone. <laughs> oh, the phone is the big change. <laughs> the,
1: phone, the phone just befuddles me. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You know, I
1: can't figure it out for anything.
0: Mm. Sort of My
1: next-door neighbors are like for late 40s or 50, and they are so technically... Inclined, and I just I, I go over there and I act really pitiful and old. Oh, you know? perfect,
0: perfect. So what are you got to do? It. Said,
1: can you come? Can you help me with this, please? And they, mm-hmm. they're, they're just so happy to come and help me. And they, they told me that I was, um, uh, what do you call it? I I'm a a goal for them.
0: Perfect. To, That's funny. I'm
1: sort of a role model, is what the word I'm saying is. So, and one of the other neighbors calls me Queen of the Complex. <laughs> it's oh, terrible. I love it. That's it's just funny. terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So, you, you have good neighbors at least, and people yeah, around you that you feel yeah, you can count I on. I do. I feel
1: I can count on them, and and if I need anything, you know, I never, I, I rarely ever need anything, and and that they're there if I do. Mm-hmm. That's and nice. I'm there, and I'm there if they need me to feed their cat for the weekend or whatever, you know.
0: So what about family? Where's your family?
1: My family, I have a, uh, a sister in uh, Colorado, a sister in the Four Corners area in New Mexico, and I have a brother that lives between Florida and Missouri. That's awesome. And, uh, and um, my dad just died last year. He oh, was ninety-nine. I'm sorry well he was 99.
0: that's a long time,
1: <laughs> it's a long time i'm telling yeah. it's uh, a long time and it just was the, the two years before he, he died were really difficult for them. my sister came down to take care of him and it just made her really sick and um physically ill because he called her two or three times in the night to get up he had a buzzer set up my sister had a buzzer set up it was a real tough time for her Mm-hmm. and um but she's she's back she's back home and she's doing real well so sure.
0: and I my mother died
1: my mother died in 06 oh. and my dad remarried mm-hmm. so wow. yeah he was a southern baptist minister
0: wow that's cool that's cool yeah being a minister that's uh, quite a calling
1: it is it is
0: and so you grew up, of course, with Christian values and the Bible and, you know, strong morals and, and things and, like here, that. And,
1: and until I hit 17.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then it all went to pot.
0: You know, the funny Literally. one. You know, I, 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 I got I to gotta share a little bit of my own story with you now, because uh, you've you made me think of a couple of things that I really wanted to tell you, and then I want to get back to some of the changes that you've seen in society I think that's one of the things and what you might you know we'll get to this in a minute but what you might tell people today who don't know the difference between the good old days like we do and and the crap that's going on right so uh you said it's going you know when you turned 17 you went to pot well it was,
1: I said
0: literally. <laughs> yeah. I got to be honest, it was just the opposite for me. I, I had a, actually, I was a special education child, um, and I had special needs and behavioral disorders, and I was a spastic little guy. Boy, I'll tell you what, like I had a lot of energy, and I caused plenty of trouble wherever I went. Um, but, my heart was good, but I was a bad behaved little boy. So. Anyway, you were
1: probably ADD or something like that.
0: Oh, something like that, indeed. Yeah, with yeah. All, all capital letters. That's right. And they, yeah. had me, they had me on Ritalin when I was a baby. It's bed- adult. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I, it's
0: it's or C.
1: You know, it's um, it's a it's a attention disorder.
0: Exactly, and uh, yeah, it's a long story, but I. I have a picture somewhere of me sitting in a high chair drinking coffee. <laughs> oh and, my uh, gosh, just what you needed! Yeah, when I was when I was born in 1971, they didn't understand why I was so energetic and uh, believe it or not. And then I'll get back to the story. They wanted to institutionalize me, and uh, so I found out that they wanted to put me in an institution because I was moving too fast and. I wouldn't stop, you know, I wouldn't go to sleep, or I was acting weird to them. They didn't understand, you know, and that was before, I guess, all the research and whatnot, and then they finally figured out, like, oh, feed him caffeine, and so my oh mom, Oh my
1: gosh, My mom yeah.
0: fought for me, thank God, she fought for me back then, mm-hmm. but, um, anyway, so, uh, when I turned 17, I was actually well into my marijuana smoking career, and, um, oh okay yeah it, it started when I was 11. I had taken Ritalin until I was 11 and then one day the high school kids came and they're like hey we want your pills and I'm like what do you mean you want my pills and I didn't really understand yeah it.
1: Ritalin yeah, Ritalin, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't know nice street drug yeah and so I started yeah. trading trading my pills for grass and uh it was the greatest thing that ever happened Perhaps, to I was gonna say,
1: and you and the best thing that ever happened to you
0: it was it, it actually yeah. slowed me down and made it so i started thinking and i was becoming aware of my behavior in a way that i'd never known and uh, so i stuck with it you know and so by the time i was 17 i had started getting interested in the bible i'd always gone to church with my grandparents and whatnot and Blah blah blah, but I was young and stupid, so I didn't know any better. But in um, my teenage years, I became really interested in reading the Bible. So I would go down to the beach and smoke a joint and read the Bible, and that's how I got into my Christian faith really deep.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that because I came back to the church and I came back to Jesus and gave myself to Him again. And oh yeah, and and so you know, I just I'm I'm just. You know, I, I try to follow on Jesus' path of grace.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: fall off a lot, but He holds me back up.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes. And um, sometimes people. I mean, give us- I just—you
1: were sinners. We're all just—we're all sinners.
0: Yeah. yeah and we, we are. come
1: and we come short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that's why Jesus came to die and save us, so that we—you know—so that we can ask forgiveness for our mm-hmm. sins and be forgiven. Mhm. because Absolutely. I ask for you yeah, I just say please Jesus help me not sin today when I wake up
0: <laughs> yeah and I think because I
1: know I'm going to
0: lots of reminders and things you know about that yeah and, yeah.
1: and so. I'm reading I'm reading the Old Testament again Mm-hmm. and I'm in First Samuel right now and it's all about war and cutting people's heads off and their foreskins mm-hmm. off and it's really gross and wow. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. It's when um, David kills mm-hmm. Goliath and and Saul is the king and David is going to be the next king and the uh, origin of the like Jesus is from the house of David
0: Mm-hmm. and that's That's who this is, this boy that killed Goliath. Do you think the Old Testament is better than the New Testament in terms of justice?
1: Oh, no. I just, I am, I am literally, I'm not forcing myself, but I am conditioning myself or making myself, making a demand on myself that I read it and through this time and not keep going back to the New Testament I've read the New Testament five times in the last three years
0: wow because
1: and that's, it's very short mm-hmm. really and um, because I keep leaving the Old Testament because it's so horrible for me to read it
0: <laughs> see that's funny for me it's Revelations I don't want to read the book of Revelations that's the one book of the Bible that I really don't have any interest I, in at all
1: it's yeah. It's it's um, an amazing book. You know, yeah. John wrote. John was the last disciple that was still alive, and he's the one that um, wrote um, wrote the revelations.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just scary, and everybody hops on that bandwagon. We're in the end times, and they try to make money off of you for it, and all this jive. You know, it's ah, it's a mess. Well, I
1: just. It is a mess, and I, I think, you know, our economy is a mess right now. Yes. Having to pay, you know, $400 and 50 cents for a gallon of gas is really hard on people such as myself who live on Social Security. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, if I was able to pay for my condo before I quit working, so I don't have a house payment or a, or a rent, and the rent has gone from... I mean, I was looking for a friend, and a one-bedroom apartment is fifteen hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, and that same apartment just, just, was six hundred a few years ago.
1: Yeah, and and just roaches everywhere, and you know, i I yeah I I read the reviews of some of them, and there were some in South Phoenix that were a little cheaper than that, but it was um, they weren't really well kept. So the rent is, the gas, the rent is just, you know, I just, I'm so grateful that I have this social security that I worked, you know, and I worked for it. Yeah. I, I put it in, I put the money and I'm just really grateful that I don't have to work, that I'm, I can just goof off
0: hey, uh, and,
1: me, and do whatever I feel like doing, you know.
0: Let me ask you something, do you think that you're the last generation that will get social security or do you think it will survive?
1: I don't know. It depends on who's in office. Mm. Does it not?
0: Yeah, but we can't go there. No politics. That's the only rule of the okay. show. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: I just—you asked me
0: the question. No, no, no. You're I mean, absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah, right. It um, does make a big difference about that. I guess I should have. Yeah. Saw that coming. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, that I, might...
1: I think I, I'll be happy if it lasts till I die.
0: Okay. Okay, because I worry about it sometimes. I hope not to have to depend on it, but you know, in my lifetime, I might not see it. It's hard to say, you know.
1: I tell the younger people to be sure and save their money.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly right. And thank you for paying
1: in, their, paying into the Social Security, because mm-hmm. that's what I'm living. I'm living on what you guys are paying in.
0: Yeah, and what do you think about the? Um, this is not political, but. Um, What do you think about all the migrants coming over and uh, hopping on the system and all that? Do you think that that'll put strain on those kind of things? I believe... A lot of new people.
1: I believe that there should be an entrance where people come through legally Mm -hmm. and get... green card and come through here with the knowledge that we know they're coming Mm -hmm. I mean and this is not denying people their rights to come into this country it's just giving us an opportunity to prepare ourselves Mm -hmm. you know financially and in every way and they I think a lot and a lot of them die and that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the way they come over with, um, with, uh, coyotes.
0: That's exactly where I was and, going with and and, yeah. and,
1: and, and, you know, you, then, then they work for nothing. And it's, um, the guy that is my handyman is from Guatemala, and he's working on getting his citizenship, but he walked over the border. I know. With all his buddies. And he, and he hired all his buddies once he got his business going as a handyman.
0: Wow. But he's, he's a good just, he's a good citizen though, right?
1: He's not a citizen yet.
0: Oh no no no, I mean he's a good member of society. He's not a criminal yes. or anything.
1: Yes, okay. he's a good he's a good member. He's a great member of society. He's one of my friends.
0: Yeah. He's
1: about he's thirty, thirty two, something like that. And mm-hmm. we just bonded. He's a really good we're friends and he you know, he says, Valerie you're just one you my special client. I'll do whatever he does free stuff for me. Oh. You know. Yeah.
0: That's so, so sweet.
1: well, yeah. I, I when I when I take care of these guys' cat, they bring me flowers, and all kinds
0: of stuff. <laughs> That's so nice, right? You, yeah, you know, it
1: is, I. I get I get I'm I'm really spoiled.
0: You're not baking cookies for everybody; they're bringing them oh, to you? Oh,
1: yeah, uh-huh. they're bringing them. They're bringing them to me.
0: Nice. That's really nice. You must yeah, have, you must have good karma. <laughs> I do.
1: I do. It's Jesus.
0: It helps me. Absolutely. And um, you know. by the way, the migrant thing I was asking, uh, partially because, you know, it's kind of like having people over at your house, you know, and if you imagine a house with four people in it and 20 more people show up, uh, what are you going to do, you know? And it creates this a conundrum yeah. I This is what I'm saying. It, it
1: should be... Um, uh, you remember ellis island you remember Mm -hmm. reading about ellis island Mm -hmm. people came over in the ships and they went through ellis island one person at a time in a line and they signed up and they did you know we knew they were coming in and it was it was some kind of i i I hate the word control it was some kind of levy of, of a type on it you know so that it, so that they, they knew where they were going, they had family here, they had, or are they just, whatever they got, you know, we, we don't, we, we need a, we need a gate, an opening
0: mm-hmm.
1: where, and where they can go through this type of thing that they did, you know, in my mind, when they had Ellis Island, you know, where you can register as, mm-hmm. as someone that's coming in from another country.
0: So yeah. It, that, you know what I mean? Like it used to be like that, and that's kind of what I was wondering. Is you know? I
1: like, mean, I don't. I think people should be allowed into to, to come into the United States. I think that
0: totally the
1: statue, the Statue of Liberty. You know, that give me, you're poor, you're hungry, you're you yearning to be free. Yeah. And and there's there's room for a lot more people here. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. do it the right way.
0: Absolutely. You know, That's
1: and when you come over, don't bring a bag of heroin uh, with you, or a bag of crack.
0: Exactly. And that was you the know, other part of it. The, the human trafficking side of it is that. The human
1: trafficking is just really, it's so expensive for the poor people that, you know, the families. And they keep their families um, under watch. If they don't if their family member doesn't pay you know, they have mm-hmm. to, they they threaten their family members that's right and um i just it's it's there's a way to do things and there's a way to do things so that people are happy with it mm-hmm. i think and the people can... that live on the border are really having a real hard time
0: mm-hmm.
1: because these people are coming onto their property and they're camping there and they're you know they're trying to get their they're trailing across their property and leaving garbage and it's yeah. i think that the people that live on the on the border have a really difficult they have ranches there or their homes there and it's i think it, it it makes a real a real hardship for them
0: mm-hmm. to I've heard that parts of the area down by the border are like uh, they call them no-go zones. Like on the Arizona side, there's places where cartels control like an entire area on our side of the border.
1: I I haven't heard that and that just doesn't surprise me a bit.
0: Mm Mm-mm. Kind of freaks me out a little bit, but I I hope at some point, you know, we'll take control and get things back to normal because like the fentanyl crisis I mean we talk about grass and acid that's nothing no no fentanyl
1: fentanyl fentanyl the one I is the one I didn't mention
0: oh boy what is your experience with that
1: well I just know I didn't have we didn't have fentanyl when I was working and um but I had a neighbor that got onto it and then they started selling it and they all got evicted because I made sure that because I made sure they did
0: good Good. Fair enough. Yeah, nothing wrong. With I that. went
1: to the and the owners ended up were so mad with me and they sold their property. I was so glad to get rid of them too. Really? The owners. Yep.
0: They went were mad? At, me.
1: He was <laughs> mad at me. They were mad at me. because they had to take take care of it. One girl. Oh. They had one girl. One I girl. See. They had to. They had to go to court to get her out.
0: Oh wow. That's. It insane. was a real. Tr- yeah. And then he sold it immediately. Hmm. Yeah, I think they call those slumlords.
1: I I think that's exactly what it is. He was a slumlord, and and the he would rent to anybody that had the cash right up front. Yeah. He didn't. Yep. He didn't run. He didn't run a a background check on anybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. think
1: that I should. If you have a piece of property, you're going to rent to somebody. You do a background check, and you know what does it cost? Like two hundred dollars. I'm not sure exactly what it costs.
0: Oh, less than um, that. Oh, way less I, I was than thinking,
1: that. I was thinking
0: 50. You can do it online for like five, ten bucks, believe it or not.
1: Well then, you know, I don't even have a computer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
1: technically challenged.
0: Oh, you can do um, it on your phone if you wanted to.
1: Oh man, don't talk about this phone to me.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, I wish you had- No, go ahead, What?
1: I wish I had my dial in back. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: Like the rotary dial phones are really Yeah, weird. and
1: I hardly, I, I, I don't want to be called when I'm driving. I mean, I'm not going to answer the phone when I'm driving or when I'm in the store. You know, so to me, it's just a thing to have. I leave it at home half the time.
0: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Let's get back to a couple of or just one little area, and then we'll end on a high note here. Um, excellent. We, This is perfect, really. Thank you so much for what you've shared so far. And, um, amazing. But I'm, I'm really curious from your wisdom and your point of view as an older person, Like, what would you say to today's young people and people who just don't understand what's going on with the world? How do they deal with all these strange challenges and Weird things going on. Like, what would you, what would you say, having lived in normal times when things were calm and peaceful, let's say, and people got along and had a good time, and now we've got people killing each other in the streets and the cities and things like that. I mean, how do you? In the schools, in the schools, oh, even worse, it's, even worse. You
1: know, so in the in the concerts,
0: unbelievable.
1: And yeah, it's just and then we're we're talking about guns yeah yeah uh having guns and and you know i've been asked by people that are nra supporters um how why do i think that i should take the right to have the guts i don't want to take your right to have a gun i want some kind of control on it i can go right down on buckeye road right now and get a gun that's
0: right yeah i I can
1: go to i can go i could stop by walmart Get enough cash, get a couple hundred dollars in cash, go down on Buckeye Road, and you know, white girl down on Buckeye Road. I've been that many times, and uh, and buy a gun. Do
0: you mean on the street or like at a gun shop?
1: No, on the street.
0: Oh my God!
1: <laughs> okay. I can just, I can just tell somebody, just tell them, man, I'm looking for a gun. Do you want me to to selling them?
0: Oh Jesus! I shouldn't say this, but you're you can, a pretty. You're you're a pretty hip old lady. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Seventy-two is not
0: old. Well, no, I just. Seventy-two is that old. I don't mean it like that. I just mean like you're pretty hip for a, for an older person. I would say. Um, I think yeah. for any person. Yeah, that'll work. That, that works even better. Most people associate yeah. age with something that it isn't, and. You know, I guess we all forget, you know, but we're, we're the same people, but we're just getting older and
1: my body's just sagging some, you know,
0: right. the gravity,
1: the gravity is pulling me down. Right. exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, if only they had a solution for that. <laughs> no,
1: I don't. If you go to the moon. I don't know where there's no gravity, but, um, yeah, it's just, um, I'm the same person I was. 25 years ago, 30 years ago, in my mind, you know, and I don't think of myself as an old person. I I haul everybody's garbage out, haul it back in. Right on. uh, Two years ago, I had to get over my six foot fence and I got the garbage can out there and I climbed up on it and I didn't tuck and roll and fell over the fence.
0: (laughs) Really? Oh my.
1: Yeah, I'd locked myself out of the house and I'd left the back screen open.
0: Oh my gosh. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle?
1: Yeah, on the back. Oh, on the really? back. Okay. Yeah. I had two boyfriends that had motorcycles, and I loved riding on the back. I learned how to lean. You know, I learned how to lean the right way. And um, I've never driven one myself. <laughs>
0: They're funny. really heavy. Yeah, they are. I'm, I'm learning to do that right now. I have a really big motorcycle in the garage. I've been restoring, and I've been taking it out, riding it around the street here, and like, in the school parking lot, and oh man, it, it's super scary because it's new, but oh, if I can oh, get over it. It's a
1: feeling of freedom.
0: Yes, yeah, I want to get out on the highway.
1: Totally, I know, it's just the total feeling of, you know, the air is rushing, but you can see everything. You can see the houses. I mean, it's not like you're in the car I and mean, just everything is blocked from your sight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you can see whatever you're going, going by. You can see the leaves on the trees.
0: Absolutely, it's
1: it's, it's it's a beautiful thing. I loved riding on the back.
0: Right on, that's cool. Well, I'm not safe enough to drive with anybody on the back. I'm not safe enough to make it down the mountain. I'm sure I'd be dead well before I ever made it to Black Canyon well, City. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I like Black Canyon City too. That was they used to have a, a racetrack there. Do you remember that? No, that just been. Oh, wow, really? has been a long time. Uh, they did dog races
0: oh how cool no kidding yeah
1: yeah cool. and all my friends at the urban league used to come up to Black Canyon City to bet on the dogs
0: that's cool and they
1: and they have a place here where you get pie they have a restaurant there that oh is, yeah special food. you know that,
0: that, that that's that's, that's, that's what, something I'm familiar with Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I've been there a couple of times it's amazing their food is fantastic
1: yeah, I've eaten there a couple of times.
0: Very cool, very cool. So, so last chance for a message to the people of today. What would you say like if you just closed your eyes and asked your heart, what would the message be to people that are in today's time, you know, that want to get, you know, through life happy and successful and you know, what would you say to them?
1: Be kind. Mm-hmm. Love your enemies. Yes. Be good to them that hate you yes. Pray for them that despitefully use
0: you mm. Easier said than done How do you do that?
1: I just try to remember what Jesus would do Okay and, and I've never in my life been able to hurt someone
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've done it But not intentionally
0: I understand that, yeah yeah, I'm kind of proud of that too and it's funny um, you mentioned something about I'm up.
1: really I'm really a kind person
0: yes the pacifism I like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah I've always been the same way I don't want to ever hurt anybody never wanted and to.
1: Words, words you can they can out they can out talk me 10 to 1 when it comes to talking bad about some about me I just don't talk bad about people.
0: That's right. Do you think it interrupts your uh, energy? Like, when you do stuff like that, does it take I, things down? I think down? it's a
1: sin. I think it's a, it's a sin against them. It's a sin against yourself. Mm-hmm. If that's what you call energy, you know, it's very bad energy.
0: Yes, that's what I mean, exactly. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's oh. just, it, it's not worth it to me. I, I feel worse. Than the person with whom I'm arguing or have a disagreement, I feel worse than they do, and and it's just not worth it to me to do that to myself physically.
0: Yeah, and I walk
1: away from it. I walk away from it, and Auto. and don't don't hurt each other. Love each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, it's it's hard for some people to do, but I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, It's part of what I hope to capture with the show is learning how to love people regardless of your differences, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes our differences are our strengths, and I've heard that slogan used before, and... Different ways, but like I really believe it. Like I happen to really love people from other cultures. Like they're my favorite. Cause,
1: oh, I do too. I do too. You know
0: they're so interesting. I am. This.
1: this but, I. But. I do too. I love people from other cultures. I'm. Yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking to this guy from Jamaica. I'm talking to this guy from Nigeria.
0: Wow. I'm learning, Watch out. I'm
1: learning. I
0: know.
1: Out for I, I've I've been talking to him for two years. He's never asked me for a thing. Okay. Good. All right. Good. good. Yeah. <laughs> he's only about. He's only about. I know their reputation, and I've I've Googled everything I possibly could about Nigeria, and I've talked to him about it many times.
0: Awesome. Good. 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 Just yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and
1: you know, people from other cultures. I can speak a little, I can say peace and love in 18 languages.
0: Wow. I can speak a
1: little Navajo. I can speak more Spanish than that. I speak a little French, you know, just enough to get me by.
0: That's awesome. Wow, And I,
1: learned, how to, I learned, yeah. I Ani Nishne means I love you.
0: Mm. Beautiful. That's a beautiful and, um, language.
1: It's not written. So I had a really hard time learning that particular phrase. They finally wrote it out for me phonetically.
0: Nice. Right. Yeah, that's the only way to do that in Hawaiian, Polynesian. Very difficult language unless you know it. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I can say, um, I love you in Filipino and thank you and and all the Slavic languages and all the Romance languages and two and. Um, yeah, I just I uh, learned them by talking. I say, what, how do you say that in your language? And then I just put it in my library in my head.
0: Very good, very good. Good for you. I never really learned much about other languages, and I wished I had, to be honest with you.
1: It makes that person feel that you care enough about them to learn something about them.
0: That's kind of the only reason why I would want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah 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 i mean if you don't have a way to use it there's no point in learning it and unfortunately when i was going to school i didn't learn it because i was in private school but i did have a lot of spanish people around me that didn't speak english and you know with a beer and some food in my hands i could hang out with anyone it didn't matter if we didn't know each other's languages it was great you know it's like i used to interact with people and we'd learn and figure it out you know with like hand signals and different things you know it's yeah yeah fun. It, it's fun you know it's fun when i, I first that.
1: started when i first started working at the urban league i couldn't understand the word anybody said
0: <laughs> and i
1: and and then slowly i just I learned, you know, I mean, I don't know what I I agreed to that I had no idea what I was agreeing to.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly, yeah. That's so funny. Like an Asian person that always says yes to everything. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. You better be careful. Like, uh, in today's time, yeah, you might want to learn the word no. (laughs) <laughs>
1: I say, what up?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, you just reminded me of one last funny thing here. I just want to ask: Have you seen the movie Airplane? No. You gotta be kidding, really? I, don't, wa- I
1: don't. I don't watch movies. Oh, it's so I, funny. I can't. I I just don't have the uh, attention span.
0: I see. Well, there's, there's a movie called Airplane that's been around for a long time. It came out in the 80s, I think, or late 70s. Who's in it? Julie Haggerty. Um, uh, who's the white haired guy? He's really funny. He's um, Martin. Not that funny white haired guy. Another one. Um, gosh, here. I can look it up really fast. Hold on. Let's see. Leslie Nielsen, of course. Hello. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Hilarious. And then yeah. uh, Roy, Lloyd Bridges is the white-haired funny man.
1: Lloyd Bridges. I didn't yep.
0: know he was funny. Oh, my you know, God. You have you no know, idea.
1: He was, he was um, he, the star of Sea Hunt.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a really good actor. You'll get a kick out of him in this movie. And also Robert Hayes. There's another one that stars, he's the pilot of the whole thing, but anyway, uh, the funny episode, you just reminded me of a scene in the movie where there's these two black guys sitting in the, uh, you know, in the cabin, and they're talking, and one of them's sick, and he's trying to explain to his buddy, and nobody can understand them because they both speak jive and nothing else, and... So this old lady comes up and she goes, excuse me, maybe I can help. I speak jive. <laughs> and this old lady, like, interacts with these two black guys in a way like you can't believe. And she's like, oh, I need jive turkey. I, just, I need no help, no how. And you just have to see it. It's hilarious. It's so funny. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, you'd probably know what they were saying. <laughs>
1: I, did, I I can do that. Yeah,
0: I, I probably knew what that. they were saying. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You can love tell that. them that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, things have changed quite a bit, you know, but that's a good movie to see. I think you'd get a kick out of it. Airplane.
1: I actually have a CD player now. I bought one for myself. Yeah, I have a lot of CDs. I play CDs all the time in my car. I just an assignment in garfunkel
0: right now oh right on that's cool before
1: that i had earth wind and fire awesome and so i have an eclectic and catholic taste in music
0: yeah yeah me too i like all that stuff i grew up with the really good music of the 70s and the 80s i miss those times so Music's no good anymore. No, no, no. We'll have to save that one for another time. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk for a long time about how terrible music has become. Yeah, yeah. No yep. question about it. As I was saying before in another episode, um, it's been difficult to get strangers, you know, on the phone because when I call them from my Google Voice number or Skype number, they all seem to think it's spam and nobody answers. So. Um, I'm trying out new ways to find people, and I really appreciate that we were able to cross paths today. Thank you. We <laughs> met at Arizona, and I found you. You're a stranger. It counts, and I uh, finally, you know, I think I might have found my niche here to find people. <laughs>
1: you, might. you might. I hope have. so. You know, go uh, for the older
0: people. Yes, because they have the ones that, Oh,
1: yeah, man. I don't know
0: what's mm. going on, man. Exactly right. Exactly no. right. Con la guitar. Mm-hmm. You're speaking of Spanish. I don't speak enough Spanish, no. Muy poquito. Uh, los dientes, señora. Barrio. Yeah, yeah, I see. Lávate... Otra se... cerveza, las <laughs> la- 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 manos. No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: but this has been great you are amazing I really appreciate you so much thank you thank you really oh my pleasure I told you it'd be a good time
1: yeah it is a good time
0: thank you for tuning in to the ToddCast show if you found today's episode helpful and meaningful don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next remember that the ToddCast show is all about community and connection So follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I have in store. Check out my website, todcastshow.com to find out more and sign up. And be sure to tell your friends and family about the ToddCast Show, so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. Thank you for tuning in. See you over on the next episode.